Welcome back to Nitty Gritty Sports Talk Radio Show, episode number two. I go by the name of Roscoe English, and I'm back with my guys. I got Nick with me. What's going on? A lot to talk about. My guy, Keys. What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling? And last but not least, of course, we got Keith. NFL Draft Week, and we got a special guest on tonight. Let's get to it, Roscoe. So before we get into that special guest that Keith just alluded to, just wanted to give a quick update. I know we told y'all that we had a hoop legend, Muggsy Bogues, lined up. That got pushed back to next week, so stay tuned. He's still coming, but just a week late. Um, so like Keith just said, we got a special guest on the line, Marcus Helton from DMV Elite. He will be on in just a couple seconds. He should be Marcus, on. can you? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Y'all hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Marcus, how are you doing today? Welcome to Nitty Gritty. I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Appreciate y'all having me on. No problem. Uh, thank you for blessing us with your time, sir. Yes, sir. How's the family and everything during this time? <laughs> we, yeah, we're doing good. You know, just trying not to drive each other crazy. You know, <laughs> That's important. All right, so we'll get right to the interview, Marcus. Um, tell us about DMV Elite and how it started. Uh, sure. Um, I guess DMV Elite started in 2008 um, down here in Bowie, Maryland. There's a gentleman named Chris Lawson who was a you know, longtime coach down here with the Bowie Go- uh, Boys and Girls Club and Bowie High School. Yes, sir. He had an uh, AAU team, uh, Bowie Express. Um, and he started it. Uh, basically, they, they were hosting. This is before I came along. They were hosting you know, AAU tournaments, uh, travel tournaments for younger groups, a couple of high school age groups. And then uh, he wanted to build a media component. And that's my background. So in 2010, that's when I came aboard. And, uh, and kind of built it from the ground up as far as the media going out, covering games, doing video, profiling players, uh, things like that. So since 2010, I've, I've been the editor, editor-in-chief of uh, DMVElite.com. Okay. Hey, how you doing, Marcus? This is Keys. Um, how, hey. how far do y'all reach go as far as, uh, like, the area, the area you cover? Uh, I mean, we expect the first year or two, it was basically um, – you know, right here around D.C., but we've expanded. We do uh, the entire state of Maryland. Okay. So, uh, you know, everything from the eastern shore to western Maryland. And then uh, D.C., of course. <laughs> That's not a, right. too hard of an area to cover. And then we do Virginia, northern Virginia, uh, down to about, maybe I want to say, like, you know, Stafford, uh, mm-hmm. Woodbridge, that area. Okay. So that's the it's it's hard, to cover all, hard to cover all of Virginia. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, hey, Marcus, this, this is, is Nick. Nick. Oh, go, oh, go ahead, Nick. Okay, uh, yeah, this is uh, Nick Marcus. I uh, just wanted to ask, where did your love for covering basketball come from and how long have you been covering it? Uh, I mean, well, I played it in high school. Um, I played football in, in college. as a small Division three school, so I didn't play in college. But I'm always uh, – well, it's McDaniel College now, Western Maryland. Okay. Okay, yep. Yeah, over in Carroll County. It's, it's – um, Real small school. Yep. Familiar. But, uh, Straight out 140. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, you know, I'd always loved sports. So um, when time came to graduate and figure out what I was going to do next, I ended up working at the at the newspaper out there and uh, ended up going down to Virginia for a little bit, working for the newspaper down there. And then, um, you know, I've always just loved the game. 
and love sports and I kind of just, you know, I've covered everything, every sport. And then I just uh, ended up specializing in basketball, I guess you could say. <laughs> so who's your football team? Uh, NFL? Yes, sir. <laughs> See, I hate to say it now. Um, I was, I'm a Giants fan. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Long as you, long as you didn't say the skins. We, we, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting uh, that. Awesome. No, I was a, so I was a military kid. So I grew up moving all over. So I'm not I'm not originally from this area, gotcha. and uh, so my my teams are all over the place too. Danny Dimes or Eli? Oh. <laughs> uh, I appreciate Eli. Uh, I think it was time to move on to somebody else. <laughs> I understand. I think a lot of Giants fans feel that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, it's hard to complain though. It's weird, you know, as, as a as a fan of a team, um, you know, he, you can't really complain when a guy is two Super Bowls and he shows up and he plays every week. There was never like he was never injured for any length of time, or it was never like controversy about him right. getting. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. So yeah, that's kind of what you that's kind of what you want. Yeah, definitely. So back to a little bit of basketball. Um, the Alhambra obviously was canceled this past season. Yeah. Um, so, so for those listeners that don't know, um, explain to them a little bit what that invitation was all about. And then um, tell us about some of the teams and players you were looking forward to covering in that tournament. Got you. Okay, well, that's the Alhambra Catholic Invitational Tournament um, takes place out in Western Maryland, uh, you know, Frostburg State University. It's been around for a long time. This was, this was going to be the uh, 60th annual um, tournament. And, uh, you know, it, it raises a lot of money for, you know, kids with developmental disabilities. And, and it, it's a really cool thing to be a part of, um, brings out the whole community. And it's a nice way to close out the year, uh, <laughs> typically. Yeah. Uh, this year didn't get a chance to do that. Um, I mean, we were, I was getting ready to drive up there right until, you know, a couple hours before the first game was when they finally, uh, you know, pulled the plug on everything, which, as we all know, ended up being the right choice, but yeah, definitely. Um, it was still just, you know, kind of disappointing way to end the season. And, and I know a lot of those teams had, had looked forward to it. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, we uh, went to the Baltimore Catholic League since we're local here and we saw mm-hmm. St. Francis win that tournament. And I know that we were going to send them down to that invitational. So was looking forward to seeing what they would have done down there. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be a nice, uh, it's always a nice way to close out the season. So in the, I mean, out in your, uh, with the DMV Elite, what's some of the uh, the most talented players you've covered or most memorable players you've covered, you know, in this area? Oh, man, it's been uh, – it's funny because, you know, this being the uh, – you know, everyone was putting out their all-decade teams when 2020 came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just so happened to coincide with, like I said, 2010 was the first year that I covered uh, basketball in the area. So I was kind of in my head just kind of putting together, you know – who some of the top guys were I'd seen. And it, it, it's so many, like you got guys, you're going back to, you know, guys like, you know, Akil Carr and, mm. um, you know, Mellow Trimble and, um, you know, Markel Fultz and, yeah. uh, you know, th- the area as a whole is just so rich in talent. Um, Josh Hart, uh, you see a guy like uh, Luca Garza, who was a Murray, was just, you know, he had a big senior season, or not senior season, but had a big season at Iowa. Huge. Um, yeah, like you can look all over the place any school in the country, any league in the country, and you'll find somebody from, you know, this D.C., Baltimore area who's, you know, having some success. It's, it's really cool to uh, to be a part of that. So um, did, did you have a hand in, uh, uh, in the documentary that's coming out? Uh, oh, the uh, the PG one? 
Yeah. Yes. No, 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 I didn't do anything with that. I'm lo- I'm looking forward to seeing it though. That's gonna be pretty uh pretty intense. Yeah, definitely. So on Marcus, since states were canceled due to the pandemic, who were some of your favorites heading into the weekend going to the college park? Oh man, you know, um <laughs> I think everybody in the state was kinda of looking forward to see what uh what Polly could do. Yeah. Um everyone was kinda of looking ahead, uh and no disrespect to the teams who are playing, obviously, but Everyone was kind of looking ahead to a, you know, a Poly St. Charles matchup, maybe in, in the three A final. Um, Two heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be a really good one, and uh, you know, that's that's probably one of the. Obviously, I'm disappointed for everybody that it didn't happen, but that's probably the biggest <laughs> disappointment that we didn't get to see that game because it was kind of trending in that direction the whole season. Everyone was kind of looking at both of those teams to be the, you know, the three A, and uh, to be the three A representatives. Yeah, we we got a chance to check um Polly out at Lake Clifton for the city championship here and it was it wasn't even competition for them. They just it just <laughs> right. looked like they were on a whole nother level that night. So I was definitely looking forward to seeing them that weekend. Right, right. Yeah, and there's another couple of games I wanted to see. I really wanted to see Lake Clifton and uh Fairmont Heights. Yeah. Thought that would have been a real good one. Um man, there was a couple of games I was looking at. So who uh, were some of the top teams down there in the Washington Catholic League this year? And the Washington Catholic League? Yeah. Uh, DeMatha. DeMatha had a uh, tremendous season. They only lost one conference game. Um, that was the regular season finale. They lost to Paul to six. Wow. And they, then they came back and uh, avenged that to, in the championship game to win that. Um, so for, I guess from start to finish, uh, DeMatha was kind of in control of the Washington Catholic League. Hmm. So, hmm. Marcus, talk to us about uh, your, your annual DMV Elite Unsigned Senior Showcase. I know it was canceled, mm-hmm. but I think that idea, just the spirit of that is dope. Um, talk to us about some of the things that um, some unsigned seniors right now can do to get their name out there and their game noticed in these times. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thanks. I, I appreciate that. that. That event has actually become, um, this was going to be the seventh, sixth or seventh, I want to say, uh, seventh year we had done it. And uh, it's probably my favorite event we do just because I've seen it benefit guys. Like I've seen with my own eyes, like, you know, college coaches come in and uh, watch the guys and guys get offers from it. And, and it's, it's really rewarding to, to see that really cool to see, to see that event. And obviously we couldn't do it this year. Um, I tried to, you know, I tried to substitute and help the guys out. Um, like we didn't have any fee for it, but I told the guys, just go ahead and register. Like you would normally register, send me all your info. And I ended up in, I ended up with over a hundred guys doing that. And I, mm-hmm. I just emailed it out. Uh, to college coaches so 100 plus college coaches who asked for it um so just trying to figure out some way to help them out since we couldn't get them in the gym to do it i mean as far as nonetheless oh thank you thank you but uh, yeah and uh, i've had a couple guys hit me up and and thank me for it and say you know they got emails and texts from coaches which is always great to hear um as far as helping uh the unsigned seniors and what they can do um I was having a conversation with a couple of guys the other day. Like this has been like, I really feel for the unsigned seniors that this, that all this is broken out, you know, the way it has, because it's pretty much one of the worst times to be an unsigned senior. Like there's no, uh, uh, AAU events you can go to. It's prime grassroots season. Exactly. There's not, but there's nothing, no one can go see you work out. Um, yeah, they were already up against it a little bit because, you know, with the college game, the way things have been trending, um, I get a lot more texts and calls from college coaches now asking me about transfers. 
you know, in college transfers, they'd be like, hey, do you remember this guy? Said, said, it might be a guy I haven't seen in two or three years because he's been in college. And it'll be like, hey, uh, what do you remember about this guy, about that guy? So a lot of them are hitting the transfer market to fill their rosters out instead of going for high school seniors. Gotcha. So, Smart. yeah, from that regard, yeah. like, it's already rough. If you're an unsigned high school senior, like, this is your competition right now. Yeah. Like, you get you getting <laughs> everybody's on the market. And now you put it in a now you're in a situation where you can't go work out in front of coaches. Everything has you can't even go visit campuses. Um, one of the biggest things I think you need, and and not everyone has this, unfortunately, is video. If you can produce um, video, and if it's just highlights, that's fine. But most coaches want to see actual games. Um, if you can still do that, and you can be in competition in contact with coaches, I think you'll be pretty good. Uh, where guys start running into that problem is that like the teams who don't have video hmm. or, and you know, is, is that a common issue today? Surprisingly? Yes. Wow. Um, you would think in, with all the technology these day and ages that you know everyone would have video of every game. And yeah. That wouldn't be any problem, but it's something that I've run into trying to put these lists together. Wow. Like uh, on the spreadsheet I did for the unsigned senior registration, I gave you guys a, um, a field where they could, you know, attach any highlight films or game videos. And there were so mm. many who didn't have it. It was kind of surprising. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at, at this point, that's really all you can do is just kind of show guys your film and, you know, talk to coaches and, and try to see what you can come out with. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I had to mention it. Go, go ahead, Keys. I'm just, I'm just how you feel about uh, the things that's going to the um, the NBA G League instead of going to college? That was, that's been interesting. I mean, I, I know a lot of people had stuff to say about, you know, oh, this is going to kill the college game. I don't think it'll kill the college game because you're still talking about the top five to ten percent of guys who are even mm-hmm. in the you know they're running for to be considered for that. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to have options. The more options guys have, the better. Like, not everybody needs to go play in college so if you've got that if you've got that option you can stay in america um you know close to home in an environment that's a little bit more familiar to you uh i think it's great yeah as opposed as opposed to going you know not it works out for some guys but not everybody needs to go overseas to try to play against grown men and work it out (laughs) it definitely it definitely backfire right right (laughs) So, Marcus, we were talking in the pre-meeting a little bit about the DMB, DMB Elite tournaments and showcases. And so I mentioned about my little brother playing in some of those tournaments and showcases. Tell us a little bit what goes into that, um, because that was one of the more efficiently ran tournaments that I've been to. Okay. Um, so just talk to us a little bit about those tournaments and events. Uh, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you learn as you as you go along. You, I mean, you figure out what works and what doesn't. Uh, you try to streamline it. Um, so games run efficiently as possible, uh, try to work out good venues and try to get, you know, college coaches to come. And then of course we have our media component. So we try to do as best as we can with that. So if you can't make it, you at least <laughs> kind of feel like you were there, yeah. um, know who stood out and things of that nature. So it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, we've been doing it for 10 years now and you just kind of, you learn a little bit and try to get better each one. Definitely. Yeah, so how does it feel knowing that DMV Elite, that platform is so integral in assisting, you know, so many kids uh, accomplish their 
dreams and live out their goals. That's, uh, that's really rewarding. Um, you know, when a guy says thank you or a parent says thank you or uh, a coach says, hey, I, would, I found this guy at one of your events, like that really makes all the work uh, worth it. You know, it can be kind of thankless sometimes. You know, <laughs> you know how it is. Everyone feels like uh, you don't cover them enough or um, you should have seen this or should have been there and you missed out on this guy. And it, it's tough to be everywhere with the area we cover, but it's always uh, it's always rewarding when you, you see, you know, guys move on and you feel like you've helped them in some kind of way. And they, and they acknowledge that you've helped them in some kind of way. So what's one senior that we should have our eyes on? who's going to be a rising freshman this year from the local area? Oh, man. Um, well, give us a couple of names. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple in this um, senior class. I mean, one guy from up your way who I think really um, broke out, and he's not going to college yet, but, you know, Brandon Murray at Poly, yeah. um, who's doing a prep year at IMG. And uh, at the end of the year, he was attracting some big offers, and I think with this prep year he's taking, uh, I think he's about to take it to a whole other level. Wow. He's he's an impressive guy. Um, I've really been impressed with the way, like just the jump he made from just junior to senior year. I'm uh, excited to see how he does down there. And I, I know the coach down there, Chad Myers at the uh, at the IMG prep team. He had another local guy from down here from uh, from DC, Darius Miles, who went down there and is going to Alabama next year. Right. Um, so I, Chad's a good coach. He used to be at Massanet Military Academy, and. Uh, I mean, he knows how to how to work with talent, and I think that he, he's going to love having Brandon down there. Sounds fun. And then, I mean, there's so a Mark, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, finish the statement before go ahead. Oh no, I was saying there's a there's a lot of guys in this class who um who I'm looking forward to see how they do at the college uh, level. I don't know how if you guys have seen uh, Earl Timberlake at Dematha, who's, who's going to Miami next year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one I think can fit in you know, at that level and, and be able to contribute. Like some guys, it might take a while to, to fit in, but I think Earl is ready to go right now. Yeah. Um, you got uh, Jeremy Roach who's going to Duke uh, from Paul to six high school. Mm. He's another uh-huh. one. Um, there's, there's a lot of guys. Miami building a little pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I know what Chris lights down there. Notes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, Larry Nega being up here. Um, George Mason. Yeah, yeah, Mason and going down there. I think that, I mean, he understands fully how much talent is up here. So um, I, I expect him to come up here probably every year and try to pull a guy or two. Yeah, Ace is a fun guard to watch, too. I, I heard you just mention him. Yeah, yeah. I've loved, like, been, I feel like I've been watching Ace forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's one of my favorite guys to watch. Does everything so well. His vision is incredible. And I think uh, a place like VCU is like the perfect kind of fit, perfect kind of level. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be a, a fan favorite, I think, from the second he he gets on campus. Yeah. What about uh, Polly's Justin Lewis? I like Justin too. Justin, um, he he um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ver- like versatility. I think that's going to help him a lot. Yes. At that level, yeah, he does he does a lot of things really 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 well. Yeah, he took so, a mark in, in the city election. championship game. He, he took over that game. At yeah. Yes, he did. Are you familiar? Yeah, he's got that capability. Go are you ahead. familiar with Delaney High School here? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's mm-hmm. a guard that I follow, Ryan Conway. He's tough too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching Ryan for a couple of years. You know, we we help um, put on the Governor's Challenge out in, in Salisbury yep. every year in December, and we had uh, Delaney camp. They've come out Great there two years in a row. Thanks. 
Yeah, yeah. They, so they've come out there, and uh, yeah, I've been seeing Ryan. He's been in our um, DMV Lee 80 event that we do. Uh, great kid, nice family, and uh, he he can play, no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> so before we let you go, um, we have a segment here called "Who's In, Who's Out." Mm-hmm. We debate players, NBA players who may be on the bubble, maybe first ballot, or getting into the Hall of Fame. Right. So this week we have Dwight Howard and Marcus Saul. So between those two, who's in, who's out? I, I think Dwight. Yeah, I, I think Dwight Howard's a Hall of Famer. To be honest, I hadn't even really considered. Like, I had to look at Marcus Saul's numbers some more. Like, I never even. Uh, that's not the first thing that jumps to my mind. But Dwight Howard's a no-brainer in my opinion. I just think the way that he um, impacted the game defensively from the moment he came in. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people have been down on him because people, a lot of people the last couple of years just don't like Dwight Howard, so they probably just don't consider him a Hall of Famer. But if you, if you kind of step back and take a look at it, like he he had Hall of Fame caliber production, yeah, at least early on. He had a good one. Absolutely. He was tough at Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Hey, Roscoe, what about the one from last week? Because I think that's a little bit more controversial. Okay, last week we, we mentioned Andre Iguodala and Amari Stoudemire. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Iguodala, Amari Stoudemire. See, so go with my gut right away. I would say, oh man. See, right going my with my gut right off the right off the bat. I would say Andre is in. Jeez. And <laughs> And Amari, what? And a lot, of, a lot, a lot of people agree with with RJ Udala one, but I, I, like I said, I can see, I can see it, I can see why people ain't towards that. See, but this might be so. Like I told you, I was a military kid, and I moved all over the place. I'm, I'm an Arizona basketball fan, so this might just be. Okay. This okay. might just be. I saw uh, some bias there. It might be. I give you that. <laughs> I can admit that. See, okay. that's who I who I, I watched longer. That. And what did you say about Amari? Uh, is it is it in totally or out totally or first ballot? No, it doesn't have to be first ballot. I, mean, I think he'll get in. I, I don't know if he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. But I just remember, like they had that great run in Phoenix, and I remember, I don't remember how it ended in New York. Yeah, everyone always remembers well. how it bad it ended well. in New York. All right, I remember. Yeah, I know it started well. I just can't. I'm not recalling how it. Play it out there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, Marcus, I want to thank you for your time. We appreciate you coming on. Oh, no problem. Um, I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, definitely, and, um, Marcus. Thank you. Yeah. You stay safe during these times. So. Where can where can people where can find you? Oh. Oh, where can you find my information? Social media. Yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, on Twitter, uh, it's pretty simple. Just at Marcus Helton, M-A-R-C-U-S-H-E-L-T-O-N. Um, website is dmvelite.com. And uh, hopefully <laughs> we can get back in here in business pretty soon and uh, get to working with some more guys. Hey, Marcus, one more question before you get out of here. What do you think is going to happen with the NBA? Cancel the season? Postpone it? Will it resume? Ooh. What's your thoughts on that before you get out of here? I don't think they're going to be able to finish it, to be honest. I think there's just so many moving parts. Um, I know they had talked about maybe, like, quarantine and whole teams. 
yeah. somewhere and mm-hmm. playing without fans. And that even that just seems like too much you're doing right now. By the time you get everybody tested to figure out if they're okay and then all the support staff and then you got to worry about keeping them away from other people who might come in contact with, I just, I just don't. I just don't see it happening, to be honest, unfortunately. Uh, I'm hopeful. That's hope. We Laker fans, Marcus, so we hopeful. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we're not all like I'm not all Lakers. We're not all no, Not all <laughs> No, not all Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it was setting up pretty nice. If you if you were a Laker fan, it was setting up pretty nice. Yes, it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it, Marcus. Thank you for your time, and um, we hope to have you on again in the future. All right, sounds good. Appreciate y'all. All right, take care, brother. All right. All right, appreciate it. Thanks, man. No problem. KO Graphics offers high-quality graphic designs within 24 to 48 hours. Quality and time is both guaranteed with unlimited provisions. Visit us at www.kographics.com. Again, thank Marcus Helton for joining us today. Um, good interview. Yeah, yeah that was that was great. That was great. Yeah, um, a lot of great all the information. help that he does, all the help that he does for the kids is, is amazing. That's that's beautiful. So we left off with who's in, who's out. This week we got Dwight Howard and Marcus Saw. Let's start off with Dwight Howard. I I I, I want to believe that that's that's a that's going to be unanimous. He's in with all of us. Yeah, he's in. The funny thing about Dwight, Marcus said it. People just don't like him. Yeah, I mean, if you think about his eight years or so in Orlando, you know, that was, you know, one of the greatest runs as far as, you know, centers. Like, you know, he has to be considered in that time to be one of the best best centers in the NBA history. But then you look at everything after that, you know, you know, the he became a journeyman real quick. And, uh, you know, they called, you know, referred to him as maybe a cancer. So it's kind of like a, t- a tale of two stories. Um I think he did enough in Orlando, though, to, to to put him in there, though. I mean, yeah, he led that Orlando team to the finals. 
I mean, he was dominant during that time in Orlando. I think, I think the White was in just based off that time in Orlando and that stretch that he had to defensive player of the years. He was just a dominant force. And, um, for those few years, Orlando was tough. They were formidable. So, um, with that being said, I think the White I think Mark's a tougher decision, but, um, yeah, the White Simmons go. So, when we speak of Mark Gasol, integral part of the the grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies, could they have gone further? Sure, but that team forgot that they had to score. I don't know what they were thinking about there. They like put too much emphasis on defense. You do have to put the ball in the basket on the other end, but Tony Allen. <laughs> I bring up Mark because of the international. Yeah. And and that's and that's what the Hall of Fame is. It's a combination of both. Exactly. And he is a three-time champion abroad. And you add his championship that he got over here, the defensive player of the year, three-time all-star. I mean, is he a lock? No. But I will understand if he got in. I would definitely understand, and I, I would actually – I'm more mad about Iggy. I don't understand this Iggy love. <laughs> it's starting to really irritate me at this point. We still on Iggy, huh? <laughs> I'm, I, I, if we get another guest on here to say Iggy in, I'm going I'm, I'm to put him in. I'm going to put him in. Maybe we got to change who Iggy matched up. we get up. another guest on here, I, I'm going to put him in. Maybe we need to change who we matched up with. Listen. Who we got to match him up with? <laughs> I mean, they put him in over everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Iggy or Draymond? Neither. Neither one. Neither one. Neither one. Come on. Come on, guys. Y'all are disappointing me. What's your, really feeling, what's your guys feeling on the international aspect of the Basketball Hall of Fame? Because I think it's necessary, but I also think it's a cheat code. Um, because if we're just looking at his NBA career alone, Marcus Gasol doesn't fit the bill. But then you add in, you know, international experience. And we also failed to mention, too, he's a he's a two-time silver Olympic medalist, and that's important because you know the boys in USA is, you know, they're grabbing up oh. all the gold. Yeah. No Getting question. silver is like gold for everybody yeah, else. For them. So They fight for second. They fight for second over there. Is international I don't... a cheat code? The reason I don't say it's a cheat code because you got players like Oscar Schmidt, who if you look at what he did over there, he was like Michael Jordan over there. You look at players like um, Avita Sabonis, who was a Hall of Famer before he even came to America. So I'm not going to say it's a cheat code. It's a cheat code for American players. I will say that. Because if you go, if you play in the NBA, like let's just say Michael Beasley. He go over there and become a and, and he get himself four statues. Then we would have to speak on him, like we got to speak about Stephon Marbury. But if you're actually an international player and you put in that work over there, I don't think it's a cheat code. I just think coming to the NBA just adds on to the resume. Yeah, man, I like to see I like to see uh, it and vice versa. So you you mentioned I think we'll talk about it at another uh, show. But you mentioned Stephon Marbury. You know, he actually had great, good, good to great NBA career averages, and then he went over there to China and just became, you know, Michael Jordan of China. So, Starbury. 
why doesn't he get the love? Because it's literally the same thing, just on the inverse. So we'll talk about that on another show. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what what, what we doing? We put Mark in or not? Uh, if we got to choose in and out, then my, it's, it's D. My, 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 my gut is saying, yeah, my gut is saying no. I I say yeah to be consistent with you know you know international players and that trajectory, but I'm I don't I don't look at him and say oh he's a Hall of Famer. He'll my take is he'll get in because of what he did in Spain. And my eyes, like Nick, I don't see him as a Hall of Famer. Dwight Howard, he's in. Oh yeah, yeah. Keys, what's your opinion on uh on Marcus O? I think they're both in. Definitely Dwight Howard without question. Marcus O because of his international career, but Dwight Howard is definitely definitely I mean he's not a person. Like everybody say he's not like but he's definitely in. I, I, he's definitely. I mean, back to what you said. I don't think he's one of the best in this NBA history, but he's not the Hall of Fame, though. For sure. All right. Um. Let's just get straight to it. That documentary. <laughs> wow. Wow is right. Is it Sunday yet? The, the fam, I could have watched all ten parts last night. Yeah, me too. I would have stayed up. I I would have stayed up the full time long it took. It didn't matter. I would love I must to say, be like a Netflix situation where you could just binge it at your own convenience. Yeah, they yeah, that, that whole going to Netflix the day after that. That's like an incomplete meal for me. Come on, I, I already <laughs> watched it. That's that's defeating the whole purpose. I already watched it. But I will say that they produce that is a very good doc. Like the way that they edit it, going from the beginning to the end, and how it all connects, mm-hmm. how they intertwined it. That is a it's, that's a dope production that they did. Yeah. But that ain't, let's get this. Let's put this up. There ain't no Last Dance documentary. That's a Michael Jordan documentary. <laughs> For sure, it's, it's going way sure. it's going way beyond uh, the Last Dance. That's his I whole mean, career. They talk. Every, if you interview, you interview. Why are you interviewing Roy Williams? Like, come on. <laughs> he got to do with the Last Dance. Everything is. That's just, that's just your hate for North Carolina as a Turk fan. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is, but he shouldn't be on a documentary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, everything is about Michael Jordan at the end of the day. You guys know that. You guys know that. This is not a Bulls documentary. No. Who, I, who I touched you last night and said his, who, uh, Jordan's first victim was? What was his name? <laughs> oh, Sidney Moncrie. <laughs> yeah, Sidney Moncrie. <laughs> Yo, Jordan first I mean, victim. and that was a three-time defensive player of the year. <laughs> he gave, he gave Yo, Mark. Get out of my work. way. <laughs> yeah, get out of my way. Move, move. I was surprised um, they was videotaping everything like that back then. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. And, and why it's taking so long for that? Like something like that should have been released years ago. I yeah, guess you yeah, gotta yeah. get permission, but I would have think that would have surfaced way before twenty twenty. Yeah, Mike riding bikes on in Chapel Hill. I'm like, where this Chapel footage come from? <laughs> so, so it's, it's definitely right. gonna be footage of him slapping players and all. If they got all that, they gotta have everything else. Listen, I need to see that. That's what I need to see. That's riveting entertainment right there. They had the Jerry Krause jokes last night. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the diet pills. Short pills. You know, starting with that, it's like, dang. Like, I, you, I age, we caught the tail end of all of that, so we heard what Jerry Krause really was. But it's like they come on and – Mike just disrespecting my man's off jump. From and it's the like, jump. Dang, he, yo, why it was is no he disrespected? 
why is he disrespecting him like that? And was very comfortable disrespecting him, too. He did not hesitate. And then you Mike fast forward. Him. I mean, you rewind. And that picked dude, the was, dude was tanking. And they was one game out of the playoffs. Mike picked him up from the beginning. Mike Mike knew he was from the beginning. Uh, he knew who he was. He was he was the uh, the architect of the monsters. Mike knew who he was. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny comparison. It made it, it makes complete sense now. With Michael yeah, that Jones, has to be him. With Michael yeah, Jones' it, input in Space Jam, that that is him. Yeah, exactly. That is him. That's him. That was another petty shot by Mike. That was definitely him. That was definitely him. And, and Sisko, you mentioned the disrespect right off the bat. I was surprised to to, to know that it wasn't just Michael. It was like it was a, a collective All 15 plays. of disrespect. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was 20, 30 plus years of disrespect to that man. And it was like, wow. Even the fact that Napoleon complex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, the classic case of I'm, I'm fat. I, I don't get any girls. Right. I have no power. <laughs> now I run a basketball team and I have money. And I'm getting revenge on all of y'all. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. My bad, Keith. One, one, one quick question, one quick question. What did you guys think when they said he was a baseball scout and he talked to the owner just on some homie stuff and said, hey, man, I want to GM the Bulls. Is that cool? And he just got the job like that. What do y'all think about that? I mean, nepotism is the way of the world. Yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not surprised when, he, like, when he said it. I was like, "Oh wow, he got the homie deal. Cool." Not man. surprised whatsoever. Yeah, no comment, man. It's crazy. <laughs> but the thing with Jerry is that he did build the team, though. <laughs> like, he was, he did. he did put them together. Yeah, he, he made some. He can't take yeah, that from. Why not sit down? But why not? Nah. Just, why not just do that and just relax and and sip your, you know, sip your beer and be like, "I did this." Why you? Why you need all the credit? I'm, I'm sure all them players was like, yo, dog, just fall back. We know you built it. But Sco, we know you built it. Sco, you got a coach that didn't win you five titles, and you're going to tell him this your last year? Publicly, too. Publicly. You say that before the season starts. This your last Publicly. year? You would never see that today. Like, you would never see that today. Just imagine Pat Riley saying, hey, yo, Spocher, you out on first take. <laughs> would never happen. <laughs> and, and no. my, problem, my problem with Jerry is, Yes, you made the move to get Scottie Pippen. Yes, you signed Horace Grant. Yes, you made some other trades to bring in, you know, pieces that were better fits for Michael. But you inherited Michael Jordan. Like, let's not gloss over the fact yeah. that mm. you Rod inherited Thorne, the Rod Thorne did that. Yeah, Rod Thorne like, drafted him. And if I inherited move. Michael Jordan on my team, I might, have, I might be successful too. Just taking a hunch. Will anyone ever forget a Blazers? <laughs> Well, they forget themselves. <laughs> That's the question. Because you got to remember, they picked Greg Oden, too, over Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'm not. But, but the thing about the that, though, but here's the thing. Go ahead. Nobody knew he was made of glass. I Who, honestly think he would. Yeah, nobody oh, knew. Oh, no, we, knew, we knew Greg like Oden was made of glass. We knew he was made oh, of glass. Oh, he did break his hand in college. He did break his hand in college. We, we, we knew but he was made Noah and Horford worked them. Like. Come on. <laughs> and they like all the six, hey. seven, six, eight. I, mean, I think that was that. The Gator old, Nation. It was that yeah, old adage. I get like, <laughs> Yeah, like it's that old adage of uh, big men. You, you, when, you, when you're creating a team or, or creating a roster, you start with the big man. And that was just like the. That's true. The, the golden standard. Even when Jordan became the, uh, uh, the head of the Wizards, like. 
he selected Kwame Brown. Like that <laughs> idea is that the big man is how you don't start get me started on that. I'm trying to Come on. I'm trying to praise Michael right now. Don't don't get me started on that. So the the prehistoric thinking in the eighties, just saying that Clyde and Mike play the same position. For that reason alone, I get it. Clyde wasn't what to, see, I think to I, say I that you, you couldn't think, slide. I think you get. I get I think the thinking. Give him a pass. I think you get. No, him I, no a pass. I get the thinking behind it. I don't agree with it because you easily could just slide Clyde to the three and bring Mike in, and you already got your well, Mike you, and Scotty. Well, you already. can just trade Clyde and get rid of him because you got Mike coming in. You know, <laughs> it's Mike. Nobody yeah, knew I, I, Mike I, was going to be that. I, I'm, I'm not giving the Blazers no. I'm not giving them no pass. Nobody, nobody knew Mike was going to be that though. So what y'all thought? The Bulls didn't even know. What's your thought? Somebody had to know. Mike had. Somebody had to know. <laughs> <laughs> Mike knew. Mike was the only one. <laughs> somebody had to know something. <laughs> What's y'all thoughts on that rumor though? They was they would think about Scotty for T Mac. <laughs> I like judging that. by how T Mac ended up. That would have been perfect. But when you see Mike. At the post game of the finals, he was like, "Yo, we don't have four to five years to rebuild," and T Mac wasn't ready when he came in. Facts. He was raw, Good so point. Mike yeah, at know, that time, nah, I ain't got time to be rebuilding with you. I don't know where the the vision was with that because I get it from an organizational standpoint. <coughs> You're selling a depreciating asset, and when I say depreciating, like he's getting, Scotty Pippen's getting older. Um, and that sort of thing, you, and you're selling them high for a younger player with immense talent. But you have Michael Jordan in his extended prime. You don't try to link Michael Jordan with that type of – Right, like you need to surround him with his vets. And come on, you, you're winning. You're winning. <laughs> he said Scotty signed about? a 360. <laughs> Dog. All right, I'm glad you said that. So on the first show – I said Scotty was under. I said Scotty is underappreciated, and when I seen that contract, I said, "Yo, Tony Cool Coach, that's disgusting." Yo, yo, Tony Cool Coach is making more annually. What? That's like, disgusting. Who signed him? L.A. Reed and Pebbles. <laughs> Armstrong must have been still in must have been still in sports agent school when he got Scotty that deal or something. I don't yo, know. What's wrong with him. Seven seven years for eighteen million. Yo, now, was making two. Don't get me wrong. He was getting bread, though, off the court. But on the court? Nah, man. That's, that's I don't egregious. think he was making enough bread. Excuse me. Enough bread off the court to make a to make 2.8. Yeah. <laughs> 2. For that to be acceptable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and my issue came. All right, Mike. Is Was it a selfish move? That was a real petty move. Nah, you're not going to mess my son up. Nah. But Mike... <laughs> Would you play for 2.8? Hell no. After putting in all that work? Mike, you wouldn't play. You would not play for 2.8. And being a player, you got to understand, he was looking out for him. Looking out for him. I don't don't blame him. I don't blame him. I get a newfound appreciation for the Phil Jacksons of the world because as a coach, he could have – he could have just basically said, you know what, you know, Scotty's being a distraction and turned it on onto the player. We see it all the time where, you know, players are, you know, labeled as distractions just for them trying to hold out or get their money while they can while they can get it. 
But Phil, you know, in the documentary, he was basically saying, you know what, Scotty, I, I, I feel you. Like, you've done a lot for this team, and you are underappreciated. So do what you need to do. We'll be here when you're ready. I ride with you, Scotty. That was dope by Phil. That was dope. Mike looks so stressed having to carry them by to himself, though. <laughs> I see I see where those uh, practice fights came in. Oh, he was talking to them crazy. <laughs> And I get he the goat. I get it, but I'm a man. You do not have to talk to me like that. <laughs> I love every bit of it. Don't get me wrong. I was kind of like that in my butt, dog. The thing <laughs> is, it's, it's it's competition. We didn't all play. We didn't all play the sport oh, for sure. For sure. So it's not personal. It, it, it's never personal. It's just all for the betterment of the team. So if you sensitive, then it ain't for you. But yeah, you you gotta be able to suck that up. Okay, now we got all the good stuff. We got all the sports out the way. Okay, let's. Did he really walk away from that room, guys? Hell no. He had three options in that room. He walked away with two or three. <laughs> Fush. Mike was in that room. Mike was in that room. Turn. You mean to I tell me my guys ain't yellow for no reason now? Been yellow. Ain't stopped being yellow unless he got the worst case of jaundice known to man. <laughs> <laughs> what they call the bull, the boys traveling cocaine party or something? The traveling something? It was wild. He, he, I ain't going to lie. He was dry bull. snitching last night. Yeah, yeah, my man Mike was dry yeah, snitching yeah, yeah. last night. He said, I walked up to Oakley's room and, uh, yeah, the whole team was in there and we had lines over there and weed smokers over there. <laughs> I, I had to get out of it. I'm like, Mike, really? And I, I stayed to myself the whole season. <laughs> I thought Mike, I he thought was, was going to say he didn't drink. I'm like, Mike, I know you drink. I've seen the pictures. What are you talking about? <laughs> Word, you stayed to yourself, Michael. Word, man, if you don't stop it, <laughs> he definitely hit. He 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 definitely. Mike hit the it, it was no need for that though. That detail. Mike, Mike basically, Mike basically, like, where, no. where's your proof? Nope, nobody gonna come out and snitch on Mike. Nobody gonna say nothing bad to Mike. Yeah. So we'll never have proof that Mike was in the rooms doing what we know he was doing. <laughs> I, guess he, I guess he was trying to explain the angle. I guess he was trying to explain the angle. Like, all right, doing, before Keith. I came. Oh, they were doing <laughs> you know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think you know what that was? You know what that was? That was LeBron at the podium with the cast on. Like, look, y'all, I was playing with a bunch of coke kids. You see what I did yeah, with them? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I didn't need to know that they was doing coke. We all knew they was doing coke. <laughs> you coming right off the 70s. I, didn't I know will it. say, though, as soon as he stepped on that court as a rookie, he got them together. Yo, he, he got them yo, together as far busy. as... Uh, Oh yeah, as far as their competitive drive, you know, two weeks in when when I'm when I'm coming into the gym and say, all right, I'm I'm the leader now, you know, that's 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 crazy as a rookie. That's and, tough. And did it and did it with his play, did it with his play. He said, I wasn't. I'm I'm a rookie. I don't have a voice. He did it with his play. Got to respect that. Yeah, man. Got to respect that. Um, the going into his second season when he break when he breaks his foot, when he breaks his foot. Do you agree with them? Because it seems like they was going to hold him out for the rest of the season. What's low your thoughts management. on that? <laughs> low management was in the 80s, too. <laughs> in the 80s. Tanking and low management was in the 80s. He was getting thought? busy on a, the on a was extreme crazy. on extreme minutes restriction. Seven Jordan minutes a quarter? That. That's why he, he, they, Jordan wasn't having that. What's seven minutes a quarter Seven, or seven or minutes a half. half, right? That is Oh, ridiculous. seven minutes a half. <laughs> yeah, it was what seven minutes a half. What did he average second year? Yo would hit the craziest layup, then he got to come out. Right. Like, yo, it don't look like I'm fine to you. <laughs> yo, them crowds was dead in Chicago back before Mike got there. 
He turned that whole organization around, which makes me get mad when a Jerry Krause says organization wins championships. No, your organization was sniffing coke. Michael Jordan was the one who helped (laughs) helped do that. (laughs) They ain't won a championship since he said that either. So, oh, we will talk about that. that. We'll talk about that because listen, his, his after after '98, you know the Elton Brands and the and the uh, Marcus Pfizer's and the Ron Artest's, none of that panned out at all. <laughs> they had oh, Michael, a glimmer of hope. Michael Avery. They had a glimmer of hope with this. In 25 minutes nah, a game. The, the biggest one is what uh, what Jeff Van Gundy say to the GM. He took he took uh, what did he say? <laughs> what did he take? He um. Dang, I forgot. I'm gonna get back to it, but he took somebody over Kevin Durant. Uh, I think it was Tyus, Tyus Tom was from LSU. What's the word name? LSU. Did. Oh, yep, Tyus yep. Thomas. Uh, Thomas. Yeah. yeah, he took him over. He took him over. And Jeff Van Gundy told the gym, like, I'm not the one that took him over Kevin Durant. Why are you mad at me? It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, man. I mean, Chicago been cursed. Thing. I mean, God took Derrick Rose knees from him, like Eddie Carey. We were, and Tyson we were Chandler of in the same draft. Yeah. Looking back. Yo, but they might be the new Cubs. What'd you say, Nick? Nah, we were just robbed of a lot of good basketball. Oh, yeah. Mike, Mike was still in his prime, man. Like, it wasn't like he was on his last legs. He was he was, he was, was running fine, man. Yeah, Mike we, could have got us another four. Man, and he, and he retired because of it. It's not like he played for a different team and, you know, we still got to see him play. He retired, and we we lost out on three years because of because of ego. Mm. All right, so um, I think Sunday is the Dennis Rodman slash Bad Boy show episode. What, what, what are y'all looking forward to on on that? Um, that's candid Dennis Rod. I mean, Dennis Rodman is interesting to me, so I, I like seeing that type of. Type of stuff as far as uh you know how basketball mixed in with his personal life. Before we dive into Rodman, can we can we talk about the Boston Garden game game one and two? Unless you're gonna talk about the loss, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, man. I mean, what a performance, though. See, you know, in his see, second year, off, of off of a broken ankle, though. What a see? performance, though. <laughs> see, I wanted to get to this. <laughs> Like we, we, we no, nobody say what a performance. Boy, you know what? You know what? I've been we trying have... to be civil. Don't nobody I, say I, what a performance I, for what, Roscoe? You know where I'm going. The 51 point game. Ain't nobody say what a performance from that man. I'm not gonna say his name because it ain't. What no year was he in? What? That's what I'm saying. Mike was <laughs> here too doing that against four Hall of Famers on the road. You wasn't impressed by the 49 60 back to back score. I would have been impressed if he won. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so you know, so so on the level on the scale of one to ten, which which impressive level about the forty nine and six three to back to back in this first place? To eight, to oh. eight. Oh well, then you. I mean, you you almost at other to eight three or something. Y'all talking about it like it's a ten? Oh, it is a ten. Larry Bird talked about it like it's a ten. No, it's not because he lost. He lost. I mean, the, L, the L take away from it, but. He dropped six. Absolutely. Points. I mean, but that's a on. crossover. That's that's a crossover. He was a walking dropping bucket. somebody and missing a bucket. No, I can't know. He was a walking bucket. Of course, it was a walking I mean, bucket. Of course, from he a 12, was a walking from a twelve bucket. out of ten to a ten out of ten. That's all. Let's keep it in. Context. Oh, oh Key said a twelve. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep it in context. Twelve. We're talking about a team that 
the GM and the owner weren't even trying to make the playoffs. So imagine the talent level Michael was surrounded with. He's doing this, you know, to will the team to even be competitive. Yo, they was you know one game I mean? out. They was talented enough to be one game out. Now, I do have a question. Who was coming out that year that they wanted to take? That, that, that is a good question. Uh, who would you looking to grab at? Because if you won game out, I don't know how that system was back then. Well, check it out. But if check you won out, game out, you, you got to. The Bulls were got to get a, a fifth. That year. You're at the bottom of the lottery, though, if you won game right. out. Right, you're at the bottom of the lottery. You won game out. Who are you trying to get? Yeah, basketball didn't have parity back then, as as much parity as it has now. Like, the, like the AC was 30. Like, they were 30 and 52, so they weren't, like, a great team. And remember, they – Oh, so the again, East always been the East. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, for He's sure. always been the East. For sure. But, I mean, you know, from that standpoint, I could see wanting to, to build up on young talent. But you got Michael Jordan, and he wants to be on the floor, and he is Michael Jordan. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't understand the whole tanking thing. Yeah, I don't. But he lost those games. So the games were great, great. Good job. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. 49 and 63. Boy, you boy, you a bad man. 63 bad man on the 63 with no three with no with no three point line. Yeah, that's not a problem. Even if they had a three point line, he wouldn't have shot none. He didn't shoot threes. <laughs> what you mean? He shoot threes. He eventually started shooting threes, right? So. Yo, he averaged 37 points one year and shot 12 threes the whole year. It, that wasn't his game. That's I'm that, not that, knocking him, it just wasn't his game. Chicken. That he was not just, not, yo, 15, 15 and then you, you got a problem with your hand. You got a problem with your hand. Hey, hey Scope, so you was talking about Rodman this week. Um, let's get to a little preview of this week's episode. Absolutely. While Scotty was out, Dennis was a model citizen to a point where it was driving him insane. <laughs> so when Scotty came back, Dennis wanted to take a vacation. <laughs> I come to practice, Phil calls me and says, oh, look, you know, Dennis wants to tell you something. <laughs> when Dennis wants to tell me something, I knew it's not something that I want to hear. <laughs> so Dennis says, I need a vacation. And I look at Phil and say, Phil, what do you mean? Vacation? He says, he needs a vacation. He needs some time off to let loose. I say, look, Phil, let me tell you something, man. I'm not, if anybody needs a vacation, I need a vacation. <laughs> we look at Dennis and say, Dennis, what, what are you going to do? She says, well, I need to go to Vegas. <laughs> Phil, you let this dude go to vacation, we're not going to see him. You let him go to Vegas, we definitely not going to see him. So De- he looks at Dennis and says, Dennis, well, can your vacation be like 48 hours? And Dennis is like, I got no other choice. I take whatever you can give me. I take the 48 hours. So Dennis, 48-hour vacation. That's Man, a, listen, it, I can't oof. wait for the next week. I'm speechless. Sometimes I'm the Vegas speechless. getaway is needed. Oh. <laughs> no. Even if it's just for 24 hours. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I know what he was going to do. At least Dennis Gotta was do the digital dash sometimes. <laughs> hey, Dennis, I'll tell you what. Dennis wasn't walking away from that hotel room in 84. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> he wasn't walking away nothing. Chill out, man. <laughs> How do you even ask for a vacation, yo? I didn't know basketball. I mean, I know Derrick Rose took a sabbatical, but he. how do you politely ask a, a coach, can I take a vacation? 
Dennis Wild, man. And be dead serious. This is going to tell Dennis Rodman, no. He would have checked out, probably. But, um... Yeah, I, I mean, listen, Rodman, you know, if, if somebody like that is asking for a 48-hour sabbatical, I say you just give it to him and get him, get him back and focused and keep it pushing. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. Let's get into the NCAA. We uh, touched on this in the Marcus interview. Number one prospect, Jalen Green, and number 13 prospect, Isaiah Todd. Forego college to go straight to the NBA G League. What are y'all thoughts on that, and how do you think it's going to change the NCAA? About time. Yep, I agree. If you got to feed your family, you got to feed your family. Oh, I think uh, you had an interesting take on this, Nick. Well, yeah, I mean, well, well for starters, yeah, let's talk, for starters, let's talk about what this program is, right? So, prospective players would be able to forego college and earn up to, up to five hundred thousand dollars with uh, an NBA G League team. Um, so that includes one year of specific development outside of the G League's traditional team structure. We also are talking about them having uh, an, an incentive-laden contract where, you know, if they attend life skill classes, uh, if they uh, attend uh, community events, you know, they get bonuses uh, that increase their, their, their pay amount. Games played is factored into that. They're able to control their likeness, profit from their likeness, sign shoe deals, build their brand. Um, so... And they also, you know, if they want, they the NBA is offering them full scholarships to attend college at their own leisure while they're while they're hooping. So I mean, I think this is super awesome. Like, what do you guys think as far as what is actually being offered to them? This, like, like he said, this is long, long overdue. It should have been. It should have been put in play. It's. It's benefiting the player. Like now, the the player can feel a little less like a a product because at the end of the day, these guys are products for the for for the teams. You ain't you're, you're disposable. But now you can set yourself up for the future. If the NBA doesn't work out, you've already you've made a name for yourself. You made five hundred thousand dollars. If the NBA doesn't work out, you now have something that you can start a business with. You can. You can invest. You can do, and like Nick, you just said, go to college if you want. Like, all right, I, I thought I was ready, but I'm not. Let me go back to college. I think it's a great. I think it's a great thing, and I also think the NCAA doesn't lose anything from this. Not at all. We're talking about so so top. Oh, go Wiki. No, so I'm saying so. The, you say the NCAA doesn't lose anything from this. So you wouldn't have liked to see a Jalen Green. In the NCAA tournament next year. Me personally, I yes I'd and no. Just just to play devil's advocate with you. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. Because who's to say he was going to go to a team that was even tournament ready? I mean, you see Ben Simmons; he just picked LSU. Mm. He literally was like, "Yo, I just got to do this because I have to." So it would depend on where his mind was at, and if he wanted to take college serious, he... no. Would it have been nice to see him in? in? Sure. Sure, but he would be wasting his time. Yeah, no, I, and I, and I definitely agree with you one hundred percent. He would. It, it's a waste of his time, and the fact that he gets an opportunity to earn a living for his family, 
um, prior to going to the NBA. He's playing against G League talent, which, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they grown men um, right. more so grown than men. college. So it gives him an opportunity to build his body up, um, get some strength. Um, and so he's focused on the game all the time. I mean, don't have to worry about going to class. Um, not that those guys will go to school for one year anyway, worry about school at the de- after December anyway. So That's true. Um, but I think it's great for the game, and um, I-, I can't wait to see how it um, how it improves going forward because I'm sure with the NBA being as innovative as they are, um, it'll only improve year by year. So, Keith, you brought up an interesting point. Um, we're talking about kids being able to focus on their craft and their profession. If I remember correctly, some crazy guy by the name of LeVar Ball had that same idea. That's why I passed it to you early for that tape. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's 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 kind of funny, right? You know, LeVar Ball brings this type of stuff up and it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know, all the pundits, the NBA, the NCAA, you know, they laughed it off, uh, scoffed at it, basically said, you know, this dude this dude is out of his mind. But let's look at what the NBA has instituted compared to what LeVar's vision with the JBA was. We're talking about, remember, uh, the JBA had domestic games, and then they had the best players from the JBA went overseas to play a select style, or they had a select team that uh, would compete against different uh, people in tournaments overseas or whatnot. That's the same thing as the G League select team. That's the same exact idea. We're talking about players being able to Focus on their craft 24-7. Lift weights, strength and conditioning coach, uh, development coaches, skill coaches, uh, playing with grown men, playing with uh, talent that uh, would be conducive to their their growth. This is the same thing that he wanted for his sons and actually did with his sons. Look at LaMelo's career. I mean, the dude dropped out of high school. He owns a team, man. Came back to dominate. Snatched him out of high school. Went over to Australia, won Rookie of the Year in Australia, then bought the team. When you do that... Now, that's a power move. When you do that, I don't know how too many young kids want to go to college, per se. Now, don't yeah, get me tough. wrong. I'm talking about the top two, top three percent talent-wise of prospects. Everybody else, I think you should probably go to college. Um, but the top two, three percent of folks that shouldn't, you know, should have the choice to be able to decide their future... You know, I think that Ball family definitely put pressure on the uh, NBA to do something. I, and credit to Adam Silver for finally, uh, you know, listening to uh, conventional wisdom. So here's my thing on LeVar. Right message, wrong messenger. I say that because LeVar, look, LeVar is entertaining. I can't, I can't knock that. But... He was turning some. Uh, he was turning some people off. With he was Suge Knight. I mean, he was Diddy. He was all up in the Suge video Knight with his kids. He was. He was. He was and he was, was Suge Knight. He was Diddy and Suge Knight. He was both. It's funny. That he was both. All up in the videos. I mean, the Lakers only drafted him because Lavar said it. Yeah. Yo, my son, the number two pick. He didn't do anything in college <laughs> to display that he was a number two pick. He didn't do anything. So then the big ball of brand, you didn't want help with that. You you walking with the Vince McMahon walk everywhere. 
it's just certain ways, like Jay said, like Jay said, you got to show you how to move in a room full of vultures. He had the wrong approach, right idea, wrong approach. At the end of the day, he'll get his flowers. People like you, Nick, he'll get his flowers. He'll get recognized. But back to the kids. <laughs> I always felt like it was never about the kids. Well, with Lonzo, and it sucks being the oldest. Lon- he screwed Lonzo over. He did. He did no justice for him. He it, he hindered him. Yeah, those payload shoes were atrocious. I'm not going to lie. And I'm a, I'm a ball family fan, but those shoes, you can't have your son's ankles in those shoes, bro. No, he was going through five pairs of BBBs a game. Five. Because you're messing up the product now. Once you're messing up, like, from a business standpoint, you got to protect those ankles. That's that's what he's using right. to build the brand. Facts. Why are you putting him yeah, like, in Payless shoes? Yeah. I, I, if you're going to do it, do I it right. That's it. my only thing. Ex- right. Right. He had the right idea, but the execution was horrible. The execution was, it was piss poor. Um, he learned his lesson with LaMelo. He learned his lesson. Fell back a little bit. Let that boy ball. Let that boy ball. If you think he's the best out of your sons, let him show it. You don't have to tell me a thing. What he does on that court is going to prove it all. And he went over to Australia and he proved it. Yeah, man. I think we need so, a commercial break soon, though. Absolutely. So, um, right coming out the break, we're going to get into some NFL. Nitty gritty. Brand activations, business openings, recently engaged or any new life event that deserves a celebration? Start planning with Penn Jones Events. Owner and principal planner Paige guarantees a fun and stress-free planning experience. Managing every event aspect, including budgets, timelines, vendor negotiations, event design, and more. Penn Jones Events is a full-service wedding and event planning company based in Maryland. We curate extraordinary events tailored to you. Let's start planning today. For a free 30-minute consultation, visit ppjevents.com. professional basketball player and the owner and CEO of Low Lamb Company. And you know every Monday and Friday night I'm locked into Nitty Gritty Sports at 6 to 8, and you should be too. We are back. So, um, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. You guys pulled a fast one on me. You guys pulled a fast one on me. So we about to get into this Ravens top 25 reveal. And the first... Oh, man. I can't believe y'all did this to me. I can't believe y'all did this to me. We'll, we'll talk after you introduce them and we play the sound bite. Oh, Coming in at number 20. <laughs> we got... We got still a great Rod... Woodson. <laughs> Rod Woodson. Sam Eric can still do it. He could go all the 
Parkway, his second pick of the afternoon. 60-yard touchdown, three picks thrown by Glenn Foley. Donald Hollis in. Late first quarter. Hollis has led the Raiders to three wins. Oh, no! Picked off by Rod Woodson. Second pick for a touchdown this year. Eighth in his career. The record nine by Ken Hughes. Bench following the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Ty Detmer is in. And look at Rod Woodson. He's made a career of doing this. He could go all the way. His eighth interception return for a touchdown tying him with Dion <sighs> for second place. Ken Houston, the NFL mark. Rod Woodson. Y'all got Rob Winston at number 20. Roscoe, when we initially talked about this on that long Zoom call, <laughs> my, <laughs> my initial thoughts was when I think of Rod, I think black and gold. I think anyone does. But when you look, at, but when you look at those numbers, his four seasons here in Baltimore, you can't deny his greatness and his impact on that team. <sighs> he is hurt. Yo, what did he go in the Hall of Fame as, man? Respect that. Like, can't you respect that? Where's the respect? Me being me being a Ravens fan, I I agree with you, Scott. I don't think yeah. he belongs in the top twenty five. I'm I'm, I'm not in disagreement with you. You know what I'm learning? I'm learning keys. You're the voice of reason. You're the <laughs> voice of reason. I think. Yeah, I think I can both can be that. true though. Cause I, I don't I don't feel like they no. included you on this keys. I think they left you. I missed that call. I was, I, I, no, I missed that Zoom you, call. So I, I, I missed it too. I think I think Nick and Keith got on a LeBron. <laughs> it's a two man list. <laughs> they got on a LeBron hating call and decided to just completely, completely just break my soul and my heart. No, yeah, because I'm looking. Not I'm at looking all. At, you was on the you was on the call when when he when he said we was doing them at twenty. Yeah, Roscoe. I was on. Yeah, when I was on the call, he was honorable mention though. When I was on the call, <laughs> and I Nick knew something Nick, was funny Nick last week the, the way Nick was the way Nick was looking at me through this house party. The way he was looking at me last week, like, but wait, there's more. Nah, man, nah. It's that there was a preface <sighs> for this week. They knew it was coming this week. Boy, <laughs> they pulled the fast one on me. Knowing okay. I had to introduce this. Both thing. I mean, he had, he had twenty picks in four seasons. That's because he's a. That's because he's a god. That's why. But I don't <laughs> care. He would have did that anywhere. When I think top, no Palomari fan. When I think top Absolutely. twenty-five Ravens, it's like how can you how can you hold him out, even if he's a Steeler? That's the reason. He, why, he that had would be that much of an why. impact. Because he's a stealer, that's why. Because man. he's a stealer, I can't. Put, <laughs> no, I yeah, can't I, I can't disagree with that. Like I said, when I think of Rod, I think black and gold. All right, I don't even want to talk about. But we all got 19. we all we all had 19. to we all 19. had to bite a bullet 19. on this list. Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> Ray Lewis's successor, <laughs> C.J. Mosley. Watching a fourth and ten, and here they come. Make this pass. It's Hearts are broken in Pittsburgh. Yes, they were. Yo, yes, yo, they were. What is going? Yes, they what were. What is going on today? And I was at that. And I was at the bank. Oh, of course. Let's go. <laughs> y'all, y'all are some shysty individuals. Hearts are broken in Pittsburgh. They were watching the game up on the big screen at Heinz. Everybody. Everybody. Yo, you know. I can never forget we, that, that we little miss, clip. We miss you, we miss you CJ. Say <laughs> hell miss you, too. We? <laughs> we need Yo. a linebacker. That's for sure. What are y'all doing tonight? 
What are you doing? Out of all clips, you picked that one? It's Out of all clips, you had to pick that one. This is last great this is most, Yeah, exactly. This is his most memorable moment as a Raven. He sailed the north. Well, why is he on this list if that was his most memorable moment? Because I had you guys crying. He was hard. Yo, he was horrible in coverage, and now all of a sudden you want to make a play. Cover, man. He couldn't. He couldn't cover the Saints' life, man. He but y'all kept talking it. about he was. I would remember. I didn't even have CJ on my list. I didn't have that guy. CJ is top twenty-five Raven. But like straight pro bros. He took the mantle from Ray Lewis. Not nobody goes he, to the Pro Bowl no more. Keys. <laughs> <laughs> back when he was back when he was going, he, he was averaging hundred and some tackles a year. He was definitely one of the best linebackers Boy. in the game. Put it like this: he I mean, he was like the a second team on Pro. He put, he took the mantle cool. from Ray Lewis, and there wasn't. A, a crazy drop off. Obviously, he's not Ray Lewis, but it wasn't a crazy drop off. Now, when he goes to the New York Jets, I saw a drop off. I don't know about you guys. Even even if he can't cover, I still saw a drop off in in a, our linebacker play um, where we sitting there signing people off the street week three and week four. So y'all still you know, signing people off the street with linebacker? Yeah, I'm hoping yeah, we get man. somebody soon this weekend. You know, 579 combined tackles in five years, nine picks, two touchdowns. 43 tackles for loss. I mean, for for his time here, you know, he did his he did his thing. You know, he wasn't perfect, obviously, but he did his thing. Oh, he, he put the saying, numbers up. If CJ would have stayed was, in Baltimore and, and stayed healthy, CJ was on his on his way to a Hall of Fame career. That's he. That's the type of numbers he had. Right, right, bro, who's in? Who's out? That's wow. the type of numbers he had. Okay, he was. No, Keith is on to something. Mm. That's the type of if you look at his numbers, he was just he, the numbers. Besi- just the besides numbers. Yo, what's in that besides, margarita key? Besides keys, Luke, keys, keys. What's, what's in that margarita? Did yeah, you, besides you Luke, besides Luke. That margarita. <laughs> <laughs> no, besides on? Luke, besides Luke, it, nobody, no linebackers was putting up. You did not, CJ. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not gonna let you put. C.J. Mosley and Luke Heakley in the same sentence. I mean, I'm not gonna let you. But, I mean, whoever, whoever, like whoever, Bobby Wagner, like Bobby Wagner, don't exist. Like oh, Bobby Wagner not in Seattle. Come on. So let me. So Bobby, Bobby Wagner is automatically in the Hall of Fame for you. Like, oh, he's not having a Hall of Fame career. Yes. C.J. was putting those type of numbers for four and five straight years in a row. That's what you got. He was putting up man, numbers. C.J. ain't no Bobby Wagner, man, and you know that, Keys. You C.J. Know was putting that. up numbers. You got to see him. Bro, you got to go look at the numbers, yo. He was putting up numbers. We're used to good linebackers and great linebackers, I should say. So when C.J. came in and didn't drop the ball completely, you know, and then put up the numbers to say, hey, like I'm, I'm, re- I'm real out here, like. You know, I got we got to give him his props. Now, again, he wasn't a perfect linebacker. He wasn't a perfect player. But he put those numbers up, and he, he made some plays. He made a lot of plays. All right. Um, yeah, he was on his way. Moving, he's, he's putting the heat. Moving right along. Number 18, Derek Mason. Brown show blitz. Black over throw. Fires complete. Mason has it. It's in the 20. He's going to score. Touchdown, Ravens. Mason, a quick curl, a nice move, and we're all tied in Cleveland. Derek Mason, Joe Flacco's favorite target. <laughs> I like this spot for Derek Mason. All-time lead, all-time receiving leader in yards for the Ravens. That and should catches. speak on y'all ability to draft a wide receiver. <laughs> it, it does. That is terrible. 
that is you so. think about you think about all time Ravens leader in receptions and reception yards as as Keith noted, top three in receiving touchdowns. And he did this with three different quarterbacks, I believe. We had a uh, Kyle Bowler, the infamous <laughs> Kyle Bowler, Steve McNair, rest in peace, and rest Joe Flacco, a younger Joe Flacco. Sure. So he was the steadiest person in the lineup, for real, for real. Like you knew you could count on Derek Mason at that point in time. Not no, he was the first else. down. He was the first down. He was nice. He was nice. He was nice. I like him at eighteen. I like him at eighteen. That's a good spot. I him. think he's. I think he's too high on the list. Not too high. On the list. I mean, he he, oh, yeah. he had top twenty in Ravens. He played twenty, but he. I can see. I mean, your all time leading receiver. He, he definitely deserved to be on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't uh, contribute to too much winning per se. When I say winning, like in Baltimore, you know, championships is kind of what I gauge that as. So. Whoa! You know, excuse me. We are young friends. What did you just chill say? Out, chill out, chill out. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I'm not going to let you. Nah, nah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let you get away with Baltimore. We are used to winning championships. He said in Baltimore, we used to winning championships. Nick, what's the yummer low? Two of them in 25. But it's definitely expected. It's definitely expected for. You said two of them in 25 years? Yeah, I mean, it's not a crazy clip, but we're used to getting AFC championships and, and you know, making Are you runs. really? Fam, yeah. fam, fam. It's, 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 not, hold on, hold on, it's, it's not expected. It's expected for the Ravens to win the V in the playoffs. It's, ex- it's expected for you to go to the second round and say book a black. Oh, speaking of second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't end this. Don't you end this. Don't you stop this. Don't you stop this. Speaking of second rounds and buys, number 17, we got Lamar Jackson. You see, how I, you see what I did there? Boy, that was beautiful. It's a second down and three. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh, he broke Houdini. his ankles. And he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. It's Houdini himself. He is Houdini. What a play. You know it. 47-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback. Ron, you ain't stand up when you saw that clip? Wow. <laughs> My man, Skull was game like, was man, this I wish I had a Lamar. That, I got you know what game is from. You know what game that's from. What game was that from again, guys? You was what? If, Come if, on, Vasco, be real. If you ain't say it, if you ain't say it live, if you ain't say it, you saw them forcing that. You know what game that's from. I, I, drive, I, I work drink a lot on Sundays, fellas. I work oh, you ain't never seen that from like that. You ain't never seen that from on the controller. Drop the whole team. <sighs> you ain't never seen nothing like that. Nothing hey, man. Like that. Look, 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 look. I know I'm a Steelers fan. I get it. He he had he had a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime season last year. That was amazing what he did. It was. It was. I can't hate on it. It was amazing. It, it was some um, debate on this, though, wasn't it? Yeah. This was this was highly contested. Because I feel you he had him to top 10, Keys. He should be higher than yeah. 17. No. He's a, a year he's and a half. He's a Ravens history. So that means your his, that means get your history up. That the history is only twenty five years though. That's when that's what we got. Well, to stop telling NFL. me that. He had an all time NFL season. Like <laughs> stop telling me. Stop telling me that. <laughs> like, twenty five years. Off. I get it. Stop telling me that. That's why we doing this whole thing. Twenty five years. I get it. I get it. I get it. Not even telling me that. That was an all time great NFL season. My issue was it. It's you know a year and a half starting. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting him over some some other players that put in 10, 12 years of work as a Raven. That's just me. I would. But he's he, he's I'll he's gonna get up there. From there now. Oh, you said he is. 
he he gonna get there? What's the ceiling for this? I definitely think he's what's the ceiling for him. What's the ceiling for him now? What's the ceiling, man? This is see, this is a whole different segment. We can't just talk about. This only got two minutes to talk about the This is we need to have a whole other segment. Oh, I, I, it, it, I got two minutes for this. He's reached. He's there. He's there already. You can you can play the drop on my voice all you want. He's there already. He's at the ceiling. The ceiling is the floor. The ceiling is the floor. That's disrespectful. Stop oh, come it. On. We're gonna have to have another conversation about this. That's disrespectful. We need to talk. We need and to I go told talk you I'm not taking Lamar disrespect this year. Y'all, y'all know how to reach me, fam. I, I told I told you when you said that it wasn't gonna take me long to do it. <laughs> the ce- come on. The ceiling is hit. So he's in done. So, so, so we saw the we the saw the best of Lamar already. Is what you said. I mean, if that's his best, that's pretty good, right? So you don't y'all think mad at that? Break, you don't think he can break his rushing record? See, here's the thing that I gotta let y'all know. I don't like rushing quarterbacks. I didn't like Michael Vick. I'm consistent in this. I don't like my, I didn't like Michael Vick. But what I do didn't. you do when your rushing quarterback leads the lead in passing touchdowns? Michael Vick didn't do that. What do you do when that happens? My thing is, what, you what, know what? what you see, what you. My thing is, Ron. What do you see that that he that he can't keep this up or be better than this? Like, what do you see that he can't do that? That arm's still I mean, shaking to me, bro. He got one of the strongest arms in the league, though, Ron. Yeah, throwing straight. Accuracy. Yeah, throwing. Yeah, throwing straight down the field. Sure, but the outside the numbers got to get love too. If you want to talk about arm, Kyle Bowler had strength too. Kyle Bowler had arm strength too. Oh, so, like, 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 why you got to him to Kyle Bowler though? Why you got to compare him to Kyle Bowler though? Because you said arm strength. That's why. Well, he's producing. Jamarcus, Ru- Jamarcus Russell could throw the ball eighty oh yards on his knee. Who's so what? On the so Who's number sixteen? <laughs> yeah, let's get to sixteen. <laughs> let's get to sixteen on the list. <laughs> number sixteen, Anquan Bolden. Man, that Super Bowl run, Bowden was tough. You know what? He is perfectly placed. This is perfect. This is perfect for him. I had him a little lower. I would have him a little lower on my list, but he definitely... I'm not going to argue against Bowden. He he did it. He came here, did what he had to do. We wouldn't have won a championship without him. So I see that cool Joe I mean, that dope. What he had yeah. the, the two touchdowns in the AFC title game in New England. He had a huge game um, in the Super Bowl. That then, what was that yeah. third third inches in the Super Bowl? And Flacco throws him the little ten yard out that he yeah, just goes up and game. snatches. Good game in Denver. Great game, yeah. Great game in Denver. He had a big catch in the Colts game in the wild card weekend. Y'all, so y'all hitting the nose on the head with that. I mean, six receptions yeah. for one hundred forty. 104 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And in that playoffs, he had 22 receptions, 380 yards, and four touchdowns. Exactly. We don't go anywhere that year without Anquan Bolden and Deer Antler Spray for Ray Lewis. <laughs> I'm in total agreement. Especially with the Deer Antler Spray. The Ray Lewis hate. <sighs> oh, no, 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 no. I never hate on Ray. I never hate on Ray. I'm not that stupid. Um, so that was um, 20 through 16. Next week, hopefully it'll be less surprises. We'll reveal, reveal the next five. Um, let's go into a commercial break. 
Hey, bro, come on now, dog. Come on, man. Like, bro, it's, it's, you going too far, dog. You tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. This week is brought to you by Full Court Pressure Wash. Nick, who is tripping this week? This posthumous You Tripping is dedicated to the late Jerry Krause, who did, in fact, architect and assemble perhaps the greatest dynasty in the NBA, but in sports altogether. Jerry Krause was tripping not because of what he did as a GM, but for what he didn't do. He didn't maintain the relationships that he needed to maintain a healthy work environment. He didn't pay Scotty Pippen for what he deserved after years of sacrifice. It got so bad with Scotty that Scotty had to curse him out and offer him a fade in the team bus. He fu- <laughs> His fallout with Phil Jackson, the greatest coach ever, was explosive, considering the amount of success that they were having at the time. And then the most, the, the, the most egregious sin was his disrespect for the greatest basketball player ever. MJ coming off his fifth and sixth rings and saying, hey, I don't want to play for another coach. If I have to play for another coach, I'm not going to be here. I'm retiring. Not only did he ignore that, he welcomed that. Why do you try to break up the team instead of build it to where that it can have sustainable success? You lucked up by being a, bad, a baseball scout and you had the privilege to be able to ask your owner to be able to be the Bulls GM. And then you inherited Michael Jordan. You didn't even draft him. He's the reason for your success. You forced fans to be without the greatest player of all time in the midst of his prime, in the midst of a championship run. Jerry Krause, rest in peace, but you were tripping. (laughs) Yo, with the rest in peace. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Roscoe, get us out of here for the night, man. We ended on that note. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I, before you end it, you tripping? Teddy Riley. <laughs> Fam, if I get on that live and it's still an echo, I'm I'm telling you, I'm breaking all my guy CDs. I'm, break, I'm breaking it all. Teddy <laughs> Riley. It's called the Mixed Minus. Fam. Get rid of Just the get echo. a computer and a Bluetooth, fam. It's it's very simple. But um, <laughs> appreciate you, Marcus. That was that, a, that was love. That was another another great episode of the Nitty Gritty Sports Talk Radio Show. Of course, I'm Roscoe English here with my guys Nick Keys and Keith. Um, make sure to follow us on IG at Nitty Gritty Sports Talk. And if my guys don't have anything else to say, we are out. Who y'all got tonight? Can Teddy come back? No, nah, baby face. I'm about to say baby face already up three up. Maybe sweet. Tell him get off the sticks.